0: Things are not going well for Democrats. And I'm going to give you something to be hopeful about in 2022. We have Congressman Andy Biggs, Shamika Michelle, one of my favorites. And we're going to talk about pickles. All that on I'm Right. This is I'm Right, and it's time for Dome and Dumber. What am I doing here? January 6th. I'm kidding. We're not talking about January 6th. What have I been telling you all week? That's all that's going to be in the news all week long. And allow me to recap why before we go into Joe Biden and Dome and how how, how bad everything's getting, what you have to look forward to and all that. Remember, the reason there aren't any major news stories going on right now, meaning stories that you would log into five different websites and the same story would be at the top page. The reason there aren't any of those right now is because the system itself knows Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are failing. They're failing badly. We have midterm elections coming up just 10 months from now, and they need you to focus on something else. That's why you're seeing this endless ceremony about January 6th and January 6th, an insurrection and coup. and That's why you're seeing all that. It's not because any of them care. You're seeing a massive distraction effort to try to take your eyes off of the complete disaster that is the Joe Biden presidency. And can I give you some advice? Don't participate in it. You want to mention something on social media now and then about January 6th? Fine. But don't waste your time defending anything, talking about it. They want you talking about January 6th, focusing on January 6th. This is a concentrated effort by them to get your eyes off the ball. Don't talk about the things they want you to talk about. Talk about the things they don't want you to talk about. Let's talk about the fact the president of the United States of America is not a functional adult. There's a lot of reason to be hopeful in 2020. 2020? <laughs> it's a couple... I just missed it by a couple years. No big deal. And look, that would be nitpicking if it was a one-off. But how many times do I play these clips for you? How many times have we seen this? And again, I realize we're in the age where everything has to be inclusive. And well, everybody can get in, right? Let's let everyone in, guys. I know that's the era we're in now, but let's let's be honest about something. We don't need an inclusive presidency. We don't need an inclusive military. We don't need inclusive cops. We don't need inclusive on anything that really matters. Yes, if we're talking about the local idiot social worker, let's be inclusive as we want right there. For things that actually matter, inclusive is the most overrated thing in the world. Joe Biden shouldn't be president of the United States. And it's not because he's, well, run by communists. It's because Joe Biden is not a fully functional adult. And I think we can all agree the commander-in-chief of the United States of America should at least be a functional adult who can complete sentences the world watches when the president speaks he can't complete sentences on a consistent basis that should be like the bottom level of the bar you need to get over in order to be president of the United States of America look you know I love working for the first right and that's not just me you know being nice to my employer I genuinely love the people my producer, Matt, is so cool. The, oh, the bosses are so cool. They never tell me what to say, what not to say. I'm blessed to work here. And they're really, really great people. My old man was having some health problems. Boom, my phone's blowing up. Bosses are the first. You need time off? Whatever you need. They, so, they're nice people too, right? Good people. But if I uh, lost my voice permanently, woke up tomorrow morning, I couldn't talk anymore, they're going to fire me and they should part of having a tv show is i have to be able to speak so you can hear me that's that's important shouldn't be inclusive right being the president of the united states means you should have to complete sentences on a regular basis like two or three in a row even it's crazy i know and look that was the light stuff let's go to the dark stuff we've talked about this before but remember Almost any atrocity you want to point at in history started out the same way, almost all of them. And immediately your mind goes to the Holocaust, right? But let's set that aside. It's overused. Any atrocity you see where a bunch of people were slaughtered, it began somewhere. It didn't begin with lining people up against the wall and shooting them. It began somewhere else. Almost every single time it began with consistent messaging from the powers that be that we have this society, right? We have this country, but there's a portion of it. There are these people over here in our country. They're responsible for everything that's going wrong. Those people over there, that minority group, those are the bad guys. Oh, bad economy. It's them. Oh, we got a famine? I bet they're hoarding all the food. We're losing a war? Oh, they must be working with the enemy. It's those guys over there. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The President of the United States of America speaking like this is not just wrong. It's dangerous and it's evil.
1: There's no excuse. No excuse for anyone being unvaccinated. This continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated.
0: Pandemic of the unvaccinated. All those people dying out there, it's the unvaccinated people's fault. That is so despicable. And on to what he said at the very beginning there there's no excuse. Again, there seems to be some confusion with the politicians in this country. Who do you think you are? I don't owe you an excuse, Mr. President. I don't owe you a reason at all. You can go pound sand for all I care. I don't know you a thing. You know why I'm not vaccinated? Because I don't want to be and you can't make me. That's called being a free American. And uh, back to the pandemic of the unvaccinated. CDC's website suggests it's actually a pandemic of the vaccinated as well. More data is needed to know if the vaccine actually prevents severe illness and that breakthrough infections in the fully vaccinated are, quote, likely to occur. Hmm. That is odd, right? And look, again, I don't judge you if you got a vaccine. Many people got it because there was such a push early on. Some people got it. Maybe they have pre-existing conditions. Maybe you're fat. Maybe maybe you thought you were a a unique danger for it. I get it. There's no judgment here. I'm not judging you. You make your own decision. Get vaccinated. Don't get vaccinated. I don't care. But we also have to keep our eyes open, right? We have to be adults. We have to be willing to accept new information as new information comes in. And so when I hear the president saying things like this, I I admit, it gives me questions about the vaccine. For patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated, please get them vaccinated.
1: Look out for their interest here. It's the best way to protect them. And for parents with kids too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are
0: vaccinated. But vaccinated people are getting and spreading coronavirus. We just heard from the CDC like 30 seconds ago about how breakthrough infections are likely to occur. I don't know that the president knows what the vaccine is being sold as its capability now. He seems to be behind the eight ball. And on to kids. You understand there are people out there right now, people in positions of power out there right now wanting to mandate the vaccine for every child aged five and up and i'll tell you something you take this for what it's worth all right this is not my information i was on vacation last week as you know you didn't get to see my wonderful face on tv but i was on vacation last week i was down in florida hanging out by the pool on the beach you know doing that thing for christmas I had somebody come up to me and got to mingle with some people who recognized me and they were just like to talk. You know, that's fine. Cool. Come on up and talk. And one guy came up and talked and he's this big shot corporate attorney and his wife was a cardiologist there with him. And one of her doctor friends also was there with him. And we all just got to talking just because they know what I do. and We were talking about it. And this is what they said. And remember, this guy is not one of these. He's not a hardcore anti-vaccine guy. He has kids. Both of them are vaccinated. They had to to go to college. i not going into the details of it. But his wife, the cardiologist, said, hey, just want to let you know, I've seen this time and time again for boys, that vaccine, you put it in your body and it's running right to their hearts. It's running right to their hearts. For girls, they take that vaccine And it's running, as a family show, it's running downstairs why you're potentially seeing some fertility issues. Now, that's not me saying it. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. That's not my advice. That is what a hugely successful doctor just told me to my face, though, on vacation last week. Do with that what you will. And do you remember, by the way, let's change the subject here real quick. Do you remember when Joe Biden slammed Donald Trump repeatedly for not having a plan? There's no testing plan. Why isn't there a plan? I've got a plan. I'm going to implement a plan day one, right? I mean, it's, well, I remember all that. Apparently, we here at the first remember that. As you can see, it's right there on Twitter. Man, this Joe Biden, it's been uh, over a year. He's been president. He didn't sound like a man who had a plan. Google, quote, COVID test near me.
1: Go there, Google, excuse me, COVID test near me on Google to find the nearest site where you can get a test most often
0: and free. Okay, Grandpa. Uh, Google, uh, Google. Uh, is it on the computer? Can you get the internet on your phone? Honey, can you bring me a there's original? Can we get a, fu- a president who's functional out here? Yeah, they definitely seem like they have things figured out right. They had a plan. Look, they don't have a plan. They never had a plan. Their plan was to get elected and just kind of hope everything works out. We are a government, we are a country now completely run by radical communist college kids. We're a country run by people like Jen Saki. If sure. you, do you have a sense of how long the 500 million will be, you know, spread out in terms of timeline? They'll start in January. When yeah. will all 500 be available?
2: I, I don't have an update on that at this point in time. Certainly understand the question. I expect as we finalize the contracts, which we're in the process of doing, we'll have more information on that. But again, we expect the first shipment from manufacturers to come soon
0: so ah, any minute, I'll update you. But well, there's a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of T's to cross and I's to dot. I mean, you wouldn't get it. Yeah, we've seen this story before, haven't we? And Joe Biden, back to Joe and his functionality. You know, Joe Biden's been on vacation for 25% of his presidency. 25% of his presidency has been on vacation. Any other person in any other job goes on vacation one-fourth of the time, they'd be fired Joe Biden's been on vacation. Let's just be honest. I think we all know why Joe Biden's on vacation. Joe Biden's on vacation because he's not a functional adult. He needs extra rest, perhaps extra medical care to make sure the one event he does a day, he'll actually appear halfway functional at. And Democrats are getting frustrated. Remember, as a Democrat, especially going into the midterms, going into whatever election you might be running for, mayor, city council, whatever the case may be, you got a Democrat president, you want to be able to ride those coattails, right? I mean, you still see people doing it with Trump all over the place. I'm a Trump Republican. I'm a Trump Republican. Well, Joe Biden's so unpopular, he's costing people races. They're getting vocal about it.
1: Unfortunately, my party, the Democratic Party, just conveys weakness right now. It almost feels like elder abuse with what's going on with President Biden. He has a hard time putting a sentence together. I think everyone gets nervous, you know, listening to him talk if he's going to mess up. And what we need always, and especially now, is someone who exudes confidence and competence, someone who sets a reassuring tone. And we're not getting that at the top right now.
0: How could he give it to you? He's not a functional adult. Uh, you want an ancient, deteriorating man? Ah, but you just rally around me, guys. Uh, where's Jill? I, I need a new diaper. We're not going to get it. And the backup plan, remember, they always knew Joe Biden was hurting, right? They were just going to try to weekend Bernie him into the office and then he'd give him a couple years to the midterms and then kind of shove him on out the back. Hey, Joe, have fun in Florida. Uh, Dome, Dome, you're up. Kamala Harris sucks. No. Kamala Harris sucks. Everyone hates her. And what's wild about this is Kamala Harris has somehow combined absurd ambition, the do-anything, quite literally anything ambition, with... The unwillingness to actually learn about any issue—it's one of the things her ex-staffers continue to complain about. They would try to tell her, you know, hey, hey this is the information you need to know on this issue, issue so you can appear smart—and she would just blow them off. I mean, here she's being <laughs> she's being asked about a crisis, kind of an important deal, and uh, does this woman sound like she knows what she's talking about? People—they're going into their third year of this pandemic. You're talking about cost of living. Mm-hmm. Was it wrong to consider inflation transitory?
3: I mean, these price spikes seem like they're going to be with us for a while. We have to address the
0: fact that we got to deal with the fact that folks are pay, paying for gas, paying for groceries, and are, are, are need solutions to it, so mm. let's talk about that. Short-term solution includes what we need to do around the supply chain, right? So we went to the ports of Los Angeles, Long Beach, Savannah, Georgia, and said,
3: hey guys, no more five days a week, eight hours a day, 24-7.
0: Let's move the products because people need their pro- They need what they need. We're dealing with it in terms of the long term. And that's about what we need to do to pass Build Back Better. It strengthens our economy. I'm sorry, what? This woman has no idea what she's doing. Gosh. All right. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. We got a great show for you tonight. We're going to talk about their agenda. What's on the menu? We got a great show. But first, your allergies ever bug you? They don't have to. And no, I'm not pushing pills on you. Don't worry. You know, I don't like medication. I hate that stuff. See, I've always had air purifiers in the house. Those big, tall towers. whoa, Sounds like an airplane going off. I've always had them in the house just to honestly give me some allergy relief. More than anything else, my eyes would itch me to death. And I took allergy medication, too, the over-the-counter stuff. I don't have to do that anymore, and I no longer have an air purifier that sounds like an airplane. I have an even pure thunderstorm. Actually, I have three of them. It's just this compact little black thing. It goes right in the outlet in the wall. You hardly even know it's there. It doesn't just take all the odors out of the air. It cleans your air constantly. It fixed my allergies. And they have a deal right now for my viewers. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the code JESSE, you could get a three-pack for under $200. I own three of them. I keep one in my bedroom, one in my son's bedroom, and I keep one in our general living area. EdenPureDeals.com, promo code JESSE. We'll be back. All right. Let's get some good news out of the way first. I think 2022, in many ways, is going to be a good year. And in fact, I think we've already had a lot of good things happen that we undersell. A lot of good things come from waking people up. You see you, you you sit down and you watch I'm Right. Probably every single night. I hope every night. But you watch I'm Right every single night. You know what's going on. You know about the issues. You know the players. You know the game. You know the stakes. You, You understand things. To be honest, I'm not worried about you. You shouldn't be worried about you. Who am I worried about? Your cousin who doesn't pay attention. My aunt. off in La La Land. I'm worried about the people who don't pay attention and aren't awake. So when things go really bad in a society, it helps wake people up. We've had a bad education system for a long time. Kids had to get educated at home for the last two years. Parents sat back and watched those Zoom calls and said, "Uh, What? That doesn't seem right, right? There's benefit in that, benefit in people waking up. So it was good. We have good things coming. That's the good news. Bad news is this. Do you think the communists are just going to sit back and say, well, I don't know. We're going to have a bad midterm. No big deal. Look, we'll lose some seats. So we'll get them next time, guys. That's not how they think. Sometimes that's how the GOP thinks, but that's not how they think. Remember, these people are so vicious, so nasty, they took Joe Manchin. Joe Manchin was 75% there on agreeing to build back better. He was going to vote for it and give them three-fourths of what they want. And these people are so ravenous, so foaming at the mouth mad, they chose to instead send kayaks to his houseboat to scream at him, and finally, he's so turned off now, he just said, nope, I'm done, I'm out for good. I, I'm really not gonna talk about Bill
3: Back Better anymore because I think I've been very clear on that. There is no negotiations going on at this time, okay? And there's an awful lot of things that had a lot of, uh, a lot of things that were, were very, uh, 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 I think, well-intended. And there was a lot of things that was pretty far reach on some things in the most delicate times that we have right now. And our country is divided. And I don't uh, tend to do anything that divides our country anymore. So whatever I can do to unite and bring people together, and that means you have to work harder as you work across the aisle to bring people together.
0: That's a man who's out. That's a man who's out on Build Back Better. But he doesn't sound like a man who's out on this filibuster nonsense.
2: Just you are open to the idea of using the nuclear option to change the rules, to pass voting rights legislation on a simple
3: majority. Let me Correct? just say, let me just say that, that, that to being open to uh, a rules change that would uh, create a nuclear option, uh, it, it's, it's very, very difficult. That's it's a heavy lift. And the reason I say it's a heavy lift is that once uh, you change uh, a rule or you have a carve-out, and I've always said this, Uh, Anytime there's a a, a carve-out, you eat the whole turkey. (laughs) There's nothing left because it comes back and forth.
0: We'll see how that goes. Because, listen, Democrats aren't going to sit back for the next 10 months as Joe Biden's approval rating continues to go down and down and down. Democrats aren't just going to sit back and say, Oh, well, hey, we tried. These are not people who think in those terms. And remember, these people have no moral founding at all. And I say that as someone without any moral founding. There's nothing that holds them down to any kind of moral principle. They'll do anything. Listen to Chuck Schumer here. If Republicans continue to hijack the rules of the chamber to prevent action on something as critical
1: as protecting our democracy, then the Senate will debate and consider changes to the rules Honor before January 17th, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Over the course of history, Mr. President, the Senate has debated voting rights many times and done what was necessary to take action. But rarely did our predecessors face the sort of malice that now confronts our democracy from within.
0: Does that sound like a man who's just going to sit back and let 2022 happen? Oh, I don't think he is. You know what? We're going to ask Andy Biggs about several things. January 6th, impeaching Joe Biden. Congressman Andy Biggs joins us next, but first. I know you might be shopping for health insurance right now. And gosh, if you are, I sympathize because I've been there so many times, especially in times when I've been in between jobs or just had a job that didn't provide. I had to go out and shop for my own. What do you pick? There's a thousand different options and different websites. Let me make it easy for you. One Share Health. One Share Health is a Christian-based, a faith-based insurance group, right? Faith-based. They have unbelievable options, unbelievable rates for you, 24-7, telehealth, vision, dental. They have what you need and they make it easy. Instead of opening up 10,000 web browsers, open up one and find out how easy they'll make it. Go to my.onesharehealth.com slash Check out what they've got. And when you do that, when you pick them, use the promo code Jesse Kelly, because that gets you 75 bucks off your enrollment fee. My.onesharehealth.com slash Kelly, promo code Jesse Kelly. We'll be back with Andy Biggs.
3: think there's any chance that a Republican House would impeach President Biden? Yeah, I, I, I do think there's a chance of that. The more you weaponize it and turn it into a, a partisan cudgel, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I said at the time when we have a Democratic president and a Republican House, you can expect an impeachment proceeding. That's not how impeachment is meant to work. But, mm-hmm. but I think the Democrats cross that line. I think there'll be enormous pressure on a Republican House. To begin impeachment proceedings.
0: Joining me now to talk about that and a lot more is Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona. Congressman, we're not going to we're going to set aside your personal views on it. Do you think this is something Republicans should do? And full disclosure, I do. Even if Joe Biden didn't deserve it, which he does. We might as well water down impeachment in the minds of the Americans because we know Democrats are going to do it every other week when they take power again. Let's just get the thing over with. But I ain't saying I'm right. You're the congressman. What say you?
1: Well, I think we've reached a a pin. The the pendulum uh, uh, to the left has gone so far, right? I mean, it's so far over here. Two impeachments of President Trump. Uh, You're going to have to move bring that pendulum way back to the right and then let it fall to the middle. In order to do that, I think you're gonna have to do investigations of members of Congress. And that means also probably some impeachment uh, articles, whether it's Mayorkas or or looking at at President Biden. Yeah, it seems to me like that that is probably a natural consequence of what the left uh, in Congress has done to the institution and to the constitution. And I think it'll probably happen.
0: How how did we get here so fast? Now, I understand it, it, it's it's not exactly yesterday. It didn't happen in a day. But it does seem like it's just been the last five, maybe ten years. The volume has gotten turned up to a 1,000 overnight. Am, am I crazy on that? But it seems like it just went from relatively normal, a little back and forth, to boom, it's just exploded all over us.
1: Well you're in a a social media and a news cycle age that has no end right so so everybody's a journalist everybody can be on online commenting everybody's a pundit today if you want to be and i think back about ronald reagan during his time and and i look back and i say well ronald reagan was a master at setting narrative and communicating and he could control that um, because th- there were just three networks, and 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 cable news was wasn't really going then, right? Now, then you moved into cable news networks, and then and then you have social media, so that everybody is kept and can be agitated as much as they want to be, twenty four seven. And so you you flip the switch, Jesse, and um, what happened is uh, you had Hillary Clinton with her rhetoric saying. If Trump wins, it's going to be because of the Russians. And you had, you had the Obama administration weaponizing um, the, the institutions and, and agencies of the federal government against conservatives, and including uh, going against uh, President Trump uh, when he was running. And, and so you see this weaponization of media, journalism, and the government institutions. And yeah, it, it really has accelerated in the last five years. So what do
0: you do to turn it off? Obviously, it's one thing for me to sit here and talk about it on TV. You live it. It's your job, talking to constituents, going back and forth to D.C. I know you have a family. What what do you do when you just want to get away from it and just stop getting caught up in all of it?
1: Well, sometimes I'll write an op-ed just for catharsis, uh, Jesse, and then then I'll pick up my guitar or or sit at the piano. That's not getting away from it? <laughs> uh. It's cathartic. It's cathartic. <laughs> and then, but then I'll, then I'll, then I'll, then I'll pick up my guitar and or, or sit down at the piano and, and mess around uh, with some music and try to try to get out of it.
0: I get that. Now you mentioned Mayorkas earlier about possibly impeaching Mayorkas, and I would love to see that. I mean, we have migrant border crossings up two thousand percent. That is that is a staggering number. But is that is that the specific reason you think there's a chance they may go after Mayorkas?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I've I introduced uh, uh, a resolution to impeach him months and months ago because at that time. We were uh, we had set like three or four monthly records in a row, and so so now I look at it and I say Yuma, Arizona, and and this by the way this is the only number three sector, Yuma, Arizona, forty five thousand uh, folks coming across and apprehensions those are apprehensions in October, November, forty five thousand. You have the Tucson sector, um, more getaways by three times than any other sector along the southern border. The Rio Grande Valley continues to be hit hard. Del Rio up more than ever, and you look at it and you say, this guy has lied to the American people by saying that um, that that the border is secure. But he's also violated the law. He is granting parole to everybody who's coming in practically, and that's not what the the law under parole, the statutes don't allow that. But he's violating that law. He is also supposed to detain people prior to their completion of their asylum hearings and other uh, adjustment of status hearings. They're not doing that. It's catch and release all over again. That's why you're hearing about plights in the night. And people act like that's news. That isn't news. Jesse, that's been going on for months. And uh, so I think that he has clearly violated his oath of office. He's violated the law. He is the probably most logical and easiest to impeach because his, crime, his crimes, his high crimes and misdemeanors are so overt and in our face. And that should be for, Democrats should acknowledge it as well, but they don't even acknowledge a border crisis.
0: Congressman, I, I'm going to ask a dumb question and probably ask it in a dumb way because that's what I do, but how can they do that? i i realize that's a dumb question but i mean he's he's the head of dhs it's a big deal it's an important role in our society and he looks at a law and just decides i'm gonna break it and like you just pointed out he does it consistently right in everyone's face and no one does anything about it it shouldn't take andy biggs impeaching him for someone to step in right how does someone not step in and stop that well, so there's been a lot
1: of there's, so there's been litigation, a number of, of cases that come out, and this administration has basically thumbed their nose at that. So, so they were ordered months ago to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy that they junked. Well, they basically said we're not going to, and and then the court said no, you have to, and they said okay, well well we'll we'll reinstitute it in El Paso. And then that's the only place they reinstituted it. And El Paso is down. Uh, they're not the highest. They're not. They're not this, this, aggrieved place on the border. They're. They've got places with triple fencing and canals between. So you you look at it and you say, this is a, a lawless group of people in the White House in this administration. They are. Uh, they don't care about the rule of law. You cannot have freedom, by the way, Jesse, without the rule of law. You have to have law. To, to protect uh, uh, people from bad actors when me, when people are free. That's just the way it goes. But people have tried to step in. There's been litigation, there's been attorneys generals uh, uh, have brought cases. Uh, states have tried to act, but this administration has basically said, we're going to be an open border, uh, uh, elimination of national sovereignty, anti, anti-rule of law administration, and so we don't care what the courts say, and we don't care what states are trying to do. In fact, we will, we'll, we'll step in and try to get courts to stop states from getting in the way of our lawlessness.
0: Good grief. Well, uh, the January 6th, to switch gears here, our, we have a bunch of people sitting in a D.C. jail, rotting in a D.C. jail, in horrific conditions some of these guys are have been charged with basic misdemeanors no criminal history we just got a report yesterday one of these guys is on death's door how in the world do they continue to get away with this that doesn't seem legal yeah i
1: mean so today i I was just talking to an attorney for several of the uh, january 6 uh, prisoners and uh, he had one one person 60 years old never had a criminal contact but was kept in solitary confinement for four months. Well, you're, you're facing <sighs> fed, you're facing federal judges who um, have an animus; they have a bias and prejudice against these prisoners, not because uh, uh, it's not a righteous one. It's because they hate Donald Trump and they hate they they. So they go after them. They they some of these guys have public defenders, and these public defenders hate their clients because they are leftists. And so so they, they, they're they not giving them zealous advocacy. And, and um, in order to, when you get a judge who wrongfully keeps somebody who is a, not a flight risk, not a risk of future crime or harm or danger, and they're holding these people essentially illegally and unconstitutionally, but the judge says, we're going to keep holding them. Now you have to appeal it. And if your attorney is not a zealous advocate, they're not going to appeal it. They're not going to file a special action. They're not going to try to help these these defendants get released. That's part of what's going on here is the corruption of the judicial uh, the judicial system. And that also didn't happen overnight. Congress- but this is being done by political animus, Jesse.
0: No. Congressman, thank you so much for what you do. You're one of the great ones. Appreciate you.
1: Thanks, Jesse. Take care of yourself, man.
0: Man, we could use a lot more like that guy. All right. What do you carry your weapon in? Be honest. Be honest. Did you just grab a holster off the shelf? There's no judgment here. I've done it. All right, especially when I was early on buying weapons. I'd go big box hunting store, buy a weapon, turn around. I need a holster. and Just grab one, and that's just what I'd use. comes a time, you got to up your game. Northwest Retention Systems sells custom-made holsters, custom-made. Their bestseller is the Scout Chess Holster. I would really, really, really recommend checking out the Scout Chess Holster. Check out their slings. My AR-15 has a Northwest Retention Systems sling on it, and my concealed carry weapon, Glock 19, in case you're wondering. It sits in a Northwest Retention Systems holster. I actually have the join or die flags all over my holster. They have great designs, but more than anything, they're custom made. Go to nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE and you get 10% off. nwretention.com. We'll be back. Joining me now is my friend, Shamika Michelle. She's an author and contributor at The Blaze TV. Shamika, let's begin here at the beginning. All this January 6th talk this week, it's such an obvious effort at distracting from the real issues that matter to people, and yet it seems like the right falls for this stuff all the time. Why are we so easily let around by our nose? It drives me up the wall.
2: We are so
0: weak, and it bothers me. This is why I love when you say the
2: new right, because you talk about those that need to be strong, that need to be fearless, that aren't afraid to stand up and confront communists. But the right, as I see it, are just so weak. Like I can't even believe we've let this go on for a year. Knowing that it wasn't an insurrection It's not what the mainstream media has said it is, but yet we continue to let them push this narrative that this was
0: the worst thing in history. Shabika, we, we let them push a lot of narratives out there. And We let them to push a narrative about the FBI, too. And I'll be honest with you, as a young kid in Ohio, I wanted to be an FBI agent, right? I was six, seven years old. I wanted to have the blue jacket on with the yellow letters on the back and the shades and the pretty girl on my arm. The FBI sucks, Shamika, and I don't trust them at all. I feel like their sights are aimed squarely at people like you and me. I, I, I feel like they've become a completely partisan organization. That's a dangerous place for a country to be.
2: Well, as a black woman growing up in the hood, I guess, I never liked the FBI. I always thought the FBI was shady and couldn't be trusted, but that was because I was used to seeing them take down, I guess, I don't know, drug dealers that I knew.
0: So they've never been friends of mine. Shamika, we have an aircraft carrier now. It's a really important day in America. We have our first ever nuclear-powered aircraft carrier captained by a woman. And this is actually what I really wanted to talk to you about tonight is this society we have now. It's not limited to the military, but I go off on that all the time the society that we have that everything has to be inclusive now uh, do we have enough gays here we need women we got to have a lot more women why do people care about inclusive i don't care about inclusive at all i don't care who's on my staff i want the best people at all times women shouldn't be in the u.s navy undeployed naval vessels let alone commanding the thing why is that so hard for people to say
2: Because people are nuts, Jesse, period. That's what it is. Look, if I'm flying in an airplane, I don't want the person that got the job simply because they were black or Asian or a woman. I want the person that was capable of flying the plane. I don't understand why that's so hard for people to understand. And we want them included in every single thing. I don't think a, a, a gay that's worried about you know painting his fingernails is the right person to be on the front line a woman either so i don't know why this is so hard for us to accept in the military i understand we went from don't ask to don't tell to just including everybody but to me i don't want a man who would take up space in the in the pedicure chair because he's more concerned with his feet looking good than fighting for our country
0: Shabika, where are all the men in the country to stand up and say the things that apparently we have to rely on now women to say? Why aren't there men out there saying such things, lots of them?
2: I think so many men have been neutered. As a country, I think America, we've just been, you know, America has been neutered. We've been, men have ran this country for, since its inception, but where are those men that felt like that was the way it should be? They've all crawled in a cave somewhere or just, you know, put their testicles on a mantle for display in it's of times past because what we are saying it makes sense. When we had roles and we understood where we were as men and where we should be as women, the country ran a lot better. Now that we act as if there's no roles and everybody can do everything, we're in a shambles. And I don't know why people can't see that. It's not a bad thing to be a a woman and to be a wife and cater to your husband and take care of your children while the man goes out to make the money and to fight for the country. That's not saying that you're less than, that's saying that you play a different role in society and that's the way it should be.
0: Amen. All right, Uh, which brings us to Dome. I'm sorry, Vice President Kamala Harris. That brings us to her. She has yet another staffer who has vacated honor. And she honestly, I find her to be fascinating, Shamika, because she obviously is an extremely ambitious human being who will do (coughs) anything to get ahead in life, and yet she's an idiot. I mean, every time she's interviewed about an issue, it's clearly something she hasn't read anything on at all, so she will do anything to succeed except for read.
2: (laughs) You know, the last time, Jesse, I said something about the vice president, I got in trouble a little bit. So while I'm here on your show, I would just like to set the record straight. I shouldn't have said what I said because I have no idea if she was actually on her knees and she could have really been like, look, ma, no hands. So I, I wanna apologize for any misinformation, but you're absolutely right. She is only in this position because she was uh, considered black and is a woman, not because she's qualified for the job. Although there's not really much that a vice president does, most of the time we hope that they at least have intelligence and take policies and issues and people seriously which uh Kamala Harris does none of these things she's there for show she's there because she fit a certain stereotype and she should have never been in this position to start with people don't like her that's that's just it
0: Shabika Michelle do come back soon please
2: thank you for having me
0: yes ma'am all right we got light in the mood next all right it's time to lighten the mood and before we get to our video of you somebody trying to open a pickle jar let's have a talk about pickles because I've i've had this on my mind a lot lately i think about the heavy stuff obviously when i'm not here talking to you on tv but i can't decide about pickles and this is what i mean this is what i mean if i get a cheeseburger and they serve me one of those pickles with it. Not on the burger, but on the side. Big old dill pickle of some kind. I'll eat the pickle. I'll at least take a couple bites of the pickle, and I don't dislike it at all. If I'm uh, watching a game, having a couple butt-heavies, and someone orders some fried pickles, a little ranch to dip it in, I'm going to reach over, and I'm going to munch a little bit. It's fine. But when they put them on sandwiches... It's, it's not as if the pickle becomes gross when it comes onto the sandwich. The pickle dominates the sandwich. That's my biggest issue, I think, with pickles, is it seems to dominate whatever conversation it's in. It's like a feminist. It just takes over everything. As soon as I bite into a delicious chicken sandwich that has pickles slipped in there, it's, it becomes a pickle sandwich with maybe a little chicken aftertaste in it. That's a long way of saying I'm undecided on pickles. Maybe this girl should be undecided on pickles. I can actually smell that video. All right, I'll see you tomorrow.